the time. I know you want to stand up and dance on that. So some of you were. I could see it. So let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Holy God, it's this day, this Easter day that we come and we say God is good all the time because we claim in your resurrection, Lord, your goodness that has defeated any and every obstacle, affliction, struggle that we have faced or that we go through. So Lord, we celebrate you this day. We worship today. May you be our object of worship, Lord, as we come to hear your word. Not mine, Lord, but yours. Your message preaches itself, so thank you for the opportunity to share this morning. Set me aside, Lord. Come and let us hear you clearly. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Well, so much has happened since Ash Wednesday. A crazy basketball tournament, roller coaster weather, and tragic school shootings. Spring is here. It's about new life, and it is. But we struggle with the loss of life. And we're frustrated about the new growth that should be blooming by now. Easter is here. So what do we do with these feelings of sorrow, anger, and frustration? What will overcome them? We've been told to trim away the dead branches, but by how much? We've been told to wait and see if new growth appears, but for how long do we wait? Wouldn't it be nice if there was something that would make it all better? There is. Easter. His name is Jesus. Today at Easter... We catch a glimpse of this new growth, new life, new hope, new opportunity, a love that always prevails. Christ's love finds us even when we are in the depths of grief. Like Mary when she approached the tomb. Or even in bewilderment like Peter and John when they walked into the empty tomb. The kind of love that Jesus offers is rugged and is as vivid in the midst of pain as it is in the throes of joy. The joy and power of the Easter story is how even the worst of human tragedy is not able to measure up to the amazing power of Jesus being raised from the dead. All things in this world pale in comparison to what resurrection looks like in our lives. Jesus made that possible. And today, this Easter day, we claim that promise and we stand on this unshakable truth. So I invite you to stand as we hear the rest of the gospel story told according to John chapter 20, picking up at verse 11. Join me in the Bibles in your pews, those that you have brought with you or your devices. Online, I hope you'll join us too. John chapter 20, picking back up at verse 11. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other 
at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid them. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabbani. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. When I was five or six years old, my family was gathered watching TV. And a person came on, on a commercial, talking about looking for their lost glasses. This person commented on how she always finds them in the last place she looks. Now, as a young child, with all excitement and sincerity, I blurted out, that always happens to me. Well, for 47 years, I've been in counseling for the laughter that my family shared during that time. I hope you get that, right? We always find things in the last place we look. It happened to you too, doesn't it, sometimes? But what about love? What about love? We have explored for the last 46 days looking for love and power, certainty, status, approval, control, fame. These false paths lead to addiction, despair, destruction, and sometimes even death. These are all false paths we take. We journey down. We find ourselves sometimes caught up in. We're looking for something much deeper, something mysterious, something that matters, something that makes a difference, something that satisfies a deep longing that we each have in the depths of our hearts. So Easter reminds us that fundamentally God is love. And when we turn toward those paths that result, in an encounter with God's real love, our eyes begin to see growth. New growth amidst the brown, broken branches that surround us. When we look for this kind of love, God pours out the heart of himself upon us. But the secret is, we can never find this love on our own. Actually, it's this kind of love. It's God's love that finds us. That's how God works. And when we become aware of this love, Christ's love, 
His blood, just as it was poured out on the cross, pours itself on our brokenness, making us whole once again, leading us to new life. Take Mary, for example. What must it have been like for Mary that first Easter morning? No one had ever loved Jesus so much. He did for her what no one else could do, and she would never forget. Christ has done the same for us. Mary came to the tomb on, during the last watch of the night. She found it empty, and she couldn't face it alone, so she returned to tell Peter and John. And what did the disciples do? They ran to the tomb. One stopped and one went in and then the other. But then what did they do? Look at verse 10. Where did the disciples go from the tomb? They went home. Really? They just experienced one of the greatest events of all times. And they went home? But then we have the next greatest event that I believe Scripture tells us. Jesus appears to Mary, but Mary does not recognize him. I think there's two reasons. It's not because Mary couldn't find her glasses, but her eyes were filled with tears. She had lost one that she loved so much, but more than that, she lost one that loved her much, that knew her that loved her, that redeemed her. Her tears were not so much from, being, from Jesus being gone, but from her being left alone. When we weep, usually it's for ourselves. It's natural. It's inevitable. It's okay. But we cannot let our tears blind us. We have to fight through them to see the message, to see the hope. To see the glory that is standing right before us. Another reason that Mary doesn't recognize Jesus is that she's looking for love in the wrong direction. She's looking at the tomb. It's a place of this world. It's hard for her to take her eyes off of it. Her back is to Jesus. We go to the tomb. We go to the graveside to mourn the loss of our loved ones. But we recognize because of this day, Easter day, that they aren't there. They're in a heavenly place in the glory of God. I know I still have a lot of mourning to do over my recent father's death. But I rest in peace and joy recognizing that we were able to spread his ashes at his favorite outdoor place where he met God the most. And I'm so grateful to be part of a church community that's looking in the right direction amidst all the brokenness of many churches around us. I hope you're able to be here on Thursday or Friday for our Monday, Thursday or Good Friday service. Look at the work of the food pantry team yesterday and the missions committee all week long. Children's events galore, Youth Sunday recently and the auction next week, the kindergarten and their Sunday coming up next week. As a church, we must keep our eyes focused on our mission and our vision to be a growing and vital community where Christ, Christ, 
where Christ is transforming lives. But what about you? What about you personally? And you, and you, and each of you, and us. What keeps you from recognizing Jesus? What perhaps blocks your vision from seeing Jesus clearly in your life? Is it the tears of brokenness or loss that are hard to let go of? Is it the tears of shame for something that you've done in the past or the tears of wrong that have been done to you by another? We can't let our tears blind us from what God has accomplished through Jesus and what binds us from accomplishing who he calls us and equips us to be. Have you been looking for Jesus in the wrong direction because you've been looking for love in the wrong places? Looking at a person in the eyes is hard. But it's not until we make that connection and we're willing to let our guard down that we can see the hope and love that Jesus desires to give us. Until we look Jesus in the eyes and we recognize him, will be lost forever. Until we look at Jesus in the eyes and recognize him, we will be lost forever. This morning is about looking for love. The essence of God, seen through the presence, the human presence of Jesus in the right places. And Mary this morning begins to show us how. Mary's the first person to see the risen Christ. She loved and believed even when she did not understand. And she goes to the disciples and says, I have seen the Lord. This is the very essence of our Christian faith. A Christian is one who can say, I have seen the Lord. Christianity is not about knowing about Jesus. It's about knowing him personally. It's not about arguing what is true and not true. It's about seeing what he has done and claiming that personally. It's about seeing him and meeting him face to face and knowing that he's alive and telling somebody about him. His death on the cross was for you and me. And the Easter story is that he defeated death. You can be certain of that. You can bet your life on that. I went to the eye doctor a few weeks ago. It's a friend I've been seeing for about 20 years. And for the first time in a while, he says, Well, your eyes have not changed. Well, I don't want to take that for granted. So I recognize the importance of seeing well. We celebrate Easter today. We celebrate it each year. So what's new about Easter this year? What's new about the Easter message? 
is we have an opportunity to help others see and to see well. To help each other wipe away their tears and face a new direction. To point people, to show people where they too can find the love of Christ in the first place they look, not the last. Well, you and I have found grace in the wilderness of this Lenten season. A wilderness of false wanderings and false loves. They are no more now that we have found love in the right place. An everlasting love shown to us by God through Jesus. We can be joyful. We can be joyful not only for this happiness that lies on the surface. But for the new growth that awaits to sprout forth from within each of us this year so can you say I have seen the Lord and if you can join me by saying together I have seen the Lord, seen the Lord. then what are you going to do about it are you going to go home are you going to tell somebody are you going to go home you're going to show somebody. The name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.